0: Maker. no ohio state game this week so tissue that means you don't bet is that right you're just taking the week off no ohio state game no betting that's how you roll
1: yeah exactly gotta gotta rest up gotta gotta get healthy get my mind right no i'm just
0: kidding i'm, I'm totally betting i've already bet like 10 games this week <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want it uh any other way and we're still podcasting just because there's no game doesn't mean we're not podcasting we are going to make our five picks uh for the five power conferences. There are there are four gigantic games this week, and it just so happens I'm betting all of those gigantic games. Doesn't mean I'm going to get them right, but we're going to dig into that. Of course, at the end, we do Money Making Time where Tishu digs in uh, really hard on some under-the-radar games and then gives us a tip. But we want to start off, Tishu, we want to talk a little bit about first quarter lines because you're you're starting to, to, to really zero when you're having such success. We're all having success, I hope based on your advice about Ohio State first quarter lines, that you've been doing some some digging in on that. We're going to talk a little bit about futures bets as well, and what we think about Ohio State as a futures bet to win the national championship and make the playoff. But tell us a little bit about what you've been experimenting with, with your numbers about first quarter lines.
1: Yeah, so it, it honestly was sparked by the success that we've had You know, betting these Ohio State first quarters because, you know, because of this show and we've, you know, we wanted to really hone in on getting an Ohio State bet every week. It really made me look at, you know, these first half and in in particular the first quarter lines and we're five and one on those. Um, So I, I was like, well, if I can, you know, apply the same principle that I do for the full game, but just look at every team's first quarter data. So I did that this week. That was like a whole wormhole that I went went down. Uh, but I, I did that. I made first quarter projections. I didn't release these publicly until I you know, can track it and, and kind of hone that a little bit. But so far, I mean, here we're recording Thursday night and through three games, if you were to bet every side in total in the in the first quarters, you'd be five and one already. So we're off to a great start there.
0: What is different? is, And, and let me guess here. Is it you take your numbers and divide by four? Is that it? Is that it's simple. There's four quarters. It's a whole game. You take a fourth of a game. Boom, make money. I just did all the work for you. Was that it?
1: <laughs> I, I wish. I wish it was that easy. It was a whole process. It took me several, several hours this week. <laughs>
0: More hours than I care to admit. What, what, so what are you basing it on? Just what teams actually do in the first quarters? You're digging in? on those box scores and saying, okay, well, this is how much they score. Like wh- what what else would you input there to try to evaluate what a team might do in the first quarter of a game?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's the same principle that I use when doing just my regular power ratings. That's, you know, your offensive and defensive efficiency. I'm just doing it. Only looking at the first quarter number, so it's, it's been pretty interesting, and and I don't expect the first quarter numbers to necessarily be as like accurate in terms of absolute error, but I do think directionally, I think they can they can work. You know, f- for instance, so kind of a, a spoiler, and I kind of teased this on Twitter earlier, uh, like Purdue, which I already I bet Purdue minus eleven against Nebraska earlier this week. That line's uh, thirteen and a half or fourteen now, but. Specifically in the first quarter, Purdue's been so good and Nebraska has been so bad that the first quarter line is three and a half. But my projection, because of how, how those teams have actually performed, I project Purdue to actually win the first quarter by 15 points. Now, I don't think they're actually going to win the first quarter by 15 points, but I think directionally that tells us like, hey, this team's really good in the first quarter. Nebraska is really not. So I, I'm probably going to sprinkle a little bit of pizza money on on that Purdue first quarter just to just to see.
0: Do it? Uh, have we created a monster here, Tishu? Could you become <laughs> the preeminent first quarter better in America? Or could you could you take this? As your mountaintop and people be like, oh, man, I mean, there's a lot of good gamblers out there, but nobody knows first quarters like Tishu. That's
1: what I'm hoping to do. And and honestly, I just I ran out of time this week, Uh, but I next week I'm going (laughs) next week. I'm going to go through the whole exercise again, but do first halves. (laughs) I
0: I like it because it also saves time because it's like everybody else is spending three and a half hours on a Saturday watching a whole game to see if their bet comes in. And you're like, oh, no, I went to the park. You know, I went for I went and went down to the basketball courts, or I went out and you know uh, mowed the lawn because my bet was done. You know, thirty-one minutes after the game started because I just bet first quarters. It's also a, a nice little time-saving hack.
1: Absolutely, that, that's a good point. Hadn't even hadn't even thought of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So so that's a good. So your little tease of listen, don't bet your house on this stuff because you would say bet your house anyway. Bet every single bet the same. But the little tease of uh, based off preliminary investigations of the first quarter would be Purdue minus three and a half in the first quarter against Nebraska this week. If people are really enjoying these first quarter bets, that would be the way to go with Ohio State off.
1: Yep. Yep. That's 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 what I would do. There there are a few other ones. Um, and again, once I actually get a week of data under my belt and can really look into it, I'll, I'll start to put these out more as, as official picks. But yeah, I mean, if you're curious about, about one and, and just want to have some action on, on that game in particular, it's a big 10 game. Uh, and I have Purdue, you know, if you follow my power ratings, I've got Purdue ranked really high right now. Like some would say absurdly high, but it's based on, I, I eliminated all preseason data. I made that call this week. So my power ratings now are based solely on what you've done on the field and who you've done it against, and I've got Purdue in the top 10 right now, so uh, per, the numbers the numbers love Purdue
0: okay, so enjoy the boilermakers and again, I mean there's just a lot of it. It's not like you're going against common sense there, so I think uh, I think people can enjoy that little bet this week. All right, let's talk about future bets. Um, this is is our future's bets real gambling? tissue because futures bets are things that a person like me I enjoy these like oh let's look at a whole season and try to figure out who's going to win a championship is there a way to sort of apply math to a futures bet the same way you do week to week or is it really an, an entirely different, different animal and like game to game week to week that serious business and futures bets are just carnival rides I
1: think both, I mean, th- there definitely is math involved, uh, and you know, like like when I do my preseason work and put out, you know, the schedule, I I do a whole schedule for uh, all 131 teams. I I project out their schedules with win percentages and all that. So there is there is some math involved, especially when you're talking about like win totals and things like that. But I also agree that I think for the most part, futures are. Just fun. You're usually getting like some pretty long odds. Like you know, for instance, Ohio State's plus one ninety to win the national championship. So you're generally getting positive money, uh, positive odds. So to me, it's it's just for fun. But it's also, if you are serious about betting, I think there is a way that you can look at things like like we talked about in the preseason. You betting Jackson Smith and Jigba to win the Heisman. Now, obviously, like that went down the drain eight snaps into the Notre Dame game. But,
0: if he averages the, 300 receiving yards per game in the last half of the season <laughs> I'm in the clear <laughs> exactly but
1: but I I would still make that bet again if I were you because uh, what'd you get it at like 200 to one or I like, mean something th- yeah that, what, When we there. talked about it back in the summer the odds were crazy they ended up getting way shorter but that's that's kind of the point is you can get some value to then you know hedge out of that later you you open up some doors for yourself to to make money one way or another down the road.
0: So this is not a place to do this right now in college football. We're halfway through the season. And if you're looking at FanDuel, the championship future, and again, these futures bets are you're projecting – A team to win a championship, to make the playoffs. There's a lot of people talking about like futures bets with the NBA right now. The season's about to start. Does a team make the playoffs? Do they make the play-in game? That kind of thing. Win totals are always part of this with sports. Right now, the evolving championship odds halfway through. Ohio State is plus 190. So it's not even 2-1 to for Ohio State to win the national championship. Georgia is plus 200. Alabama's plus 220. So those three teams are so far and above t above everybody. And again, college football in so many ways is just top heavy. It's off kilter right now. The fourth best odds are Clemson at 12 to 1. So again, like Alabama's like 2.2 to 1. Clemson's 12 to 1. Then you're talking uh, USC and Michigan are both 20 to 1. Tennessee's 35 to 1. Oregon and Oklahoma State and UCLA are 60-1. to 1. So there's such a jump there. When you see three overwhelming favorites like Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama, is there is it worth doing anything there? Or is that just if you're a fan of the team, bet your team maybe? It's just so weird that college football from a standpoint like this, it's so thrown off tissue, I don't even know how you're supposed to look at it because it's like, well, yeah. I mean, I think most people would say probably the national champs, one of those three teams.
1: Yeah, it, it really is really is weird, and you know for Ohio State specifically, before the season, I think they were like around plus three hundred, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to win the national championship. They, I think they had the third best odds behind Alabama and Georgia. Now they're first, but so we've lost some value there. So you know my the way I look at betting, you know, on a week to week basis, you know, I, I hate to lose value. So I would hate to bet this at plus one ninety, but. You also want to try to beat the closing line, and if Ohio State continues to win, particularly in a couple weeks if they beat Penn State at Penn State, I expect this number to start getting shorter, and then definitely beating Michigan in the last week of the season, I mean, then then you're looking at probably like even odds, uh, may, may, maybe like plus 120 at best, I I would say at that point, uh, to win the national championship, so if you do like Ohio State to win the national championship, now's the time to get in, because I, I don't see these odds getting any better
0: looking at playoff odds this is to make the four team playoff this is almost hard to wrap your head around georgia is minus 750 and alabama and ohio state are both minus 550 and then clemson's plus 105 so those three teams like there is no value there tissue that is practically i mean that's like you bet 10 bucks to win like what two bucks it's unbelievable that three teams would be that heavy minus odds to make a tiny little four-team playoff. But again, that's how that's how college football works right now. And I guess I would almost bet the reverse of this right now. Like if you could, and I don't know if you can, I don't know really how betting works. Don't tell anybody that. I, I'm the co-host of a gambling podcast. I would almost bet like if you could short Bama, that Bama's minus 550 to make the playoff. I would bet them to not make the playoff because we'll have a pick coming up this week. I just think some things might go wrong for them. But again, that's just it's just weird tissue. Can you imagine if there were 3 NFL teams that were that overwhelming to make the AFC or NFC championship game? It's it's just hard to wrap your head around how top-heavy the sport is right now.
1: Yeah, it is. And I I'm trying to look here as we talk. I I can't find it quickly here, but there are books that will offer you know, by team at least for the top teams, like yes or no to make the playoffs. So you could do exactly what you're what you're talking about here. You can actually, I would say, like maybe bet online or one of those online books. I would say they probably have yes or no odds, uh, and you could you could bet Bama not to make the playoff. One one play that I looked at that, I mean, again, not it's not great value at this point in the season. It is going to be hard to get value on this sort of thing, but you could bet Ohio State. Bama and Georgia all to make the playoff at minus one twenty-five. So like not terribly juiced. So like that might be your best, you know, value bet there. Uh just yeah. because I think I think there's such a consensus just among the college football world that those are the three best teams that barring two losses for any of those teams, I, I just I think they're all getting in.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, again, this is the way it works. I still, one of my preseason bets, I think I might've been 14 to one then was Clemson to win it all. I mean, I think Clemson at at 12 to one for a title shot, you know, I think they have a really good opportunity at this point to make the 14 playoff. And then are they the best team? No, but you know, sometimes the best team doesn't win. So that might be the only thing I would dance with right now in regards to this stuff. But again, it's, I mean, sometimes too, like, would you just be if you think Ohio State's going to win the national title? Would you just be better off, sort of like betting an Ohio State money line eight straight weeks, which is you know what they're six and zero. They have to go fifteen and you know they they don't have to go fifteen and zero to win the national title, but they certainly have to go at least fourteen and one. Could you? Would it make more sense just to say, well, I'm just going to bet Ohio State money line nine times every week the rest of the way. I'm going to bet the Ohio State money line. And if they end up winning the national title at 15-0, I win all of those. Is that a better bet than trying to bet them at plus 190?
1: Probably not. I, again, I'd ha- I have to do the math, but probably not just because the risk that you're putting up every week. You know, especially, I mean, I think we all can agree that there's there's two real tests left, and that's at Penn State and Michigan. And so the odds in those other games, like the Iowa game, they're going to be, I project them to be about a 22-point favorite maryland uh i don't wait way, have way to
0: give brian Ference bulletin board material tissue my gosh really? hey that you guy know is <laughs> he uh
1: you know he he might get mad get fired up and you know they they might score four points you, you never know i don't i don't want to make him too mad
0: <laughs> so on, guys but... <laughs> two safeties this week not just one
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so i uh i i don't think the math will quite work out i think I think the better bet there would just be to take Ohio State plus 190 to win it. And then you can always, you know, if you if there's an alien alien abduction between now and the playoff or whatever, you could always hedge on another team's plus money line in a game that you think uh, Ohio State might lose and, and get, you know, recoup your money.
0: I guess it is one of those. It's like, hey, uh, w- what are you betting this week? It's like I'm betting a thousand dollars on the Ohio State money line versus Iowa to win three dollars and seventy five cents, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what you're talking about. It's like, well, what, like you said, what if, what if the entire Ohio State team gets, gets the flu at halftime and they have to play fourth stringers, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, I lost a thousand dollars trying to win three dollars and seventy five cents. So, this is why you're the expert and I'm not. Um, Okay, so bet the first quarter on Purdue, and then come back and be ready to bet. Do you think by the time we get to the Iowa game a week from now, do you think that first quarter and I, we've been you've been having a lot of success even with just the the, the point totals? Um, do you think it's going to get a little goofy on us? Are, are the lines catching up? Or are you still going to be crushing it on these first quarter point totals and over unders and Ohio State lines?
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. I mean, the thing is, like looking at, at these first quarter numbers that I put together, I mean, so, you know, I, on my spreadsheet, I do a points added metric, which is basically how many points a team is going to contribute to a total. So for that metric for the first quarter, Ohio State's contribution is 10.3, which is like, I don't see anyone else even in the ballpark of that. Uh, 10.3 points is what they contribute to a first quarter total. Iowa actually has been decent in first quarters. I think what's happened is they've jumped out to a you know seven nothing lead or three nothing lead, and then they just sit the rest of the game. Iowa's contribution in the first quarter actually is 4.1, which is low, but higher than I thought it was going to be. So again, that puts us right at about 14 and a half points uh, for the first quarter. So if that first quarter line opens up. Uh, for Ohio State-Iowa, and it's anything less than 14, I, again, I'm, I'm probably going to take it.
0: Okay. That's a good tease. We'll catch you guys next week when uh, when Tishu is back with that actual Ohio State bet. So we talked. I, we wanted to did give a little perspective on those Ohio State futures. You know what? If you like the Buckeyes and you want to put a couple bucks on them with a national title, it makes a little bit fun, but it's not math, really. It's not as much math, but every now and then you roll the dice and maybe you hit something. When we come back, we will go through our picks, one each in the Power Five conferences next. I'm betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Talk. All right, Douglas Maurice and Tyler Shoemaker. I again was a stellar uh, two and three last week. My my big one uh, T shoe was I thought angry Bama minus twenty four versus Texas A and M. My God, I don't even know if they scored. They didn't. What sc- they scored twenty four total and won by four. They probably should have lost. Uh, that was a big loser for me. It pained me. Illinois minus three and a half at Iowa. The fight in Bealemans, man, they got it done, but they only won by three. Burt crushed me there, t And it's like that whole <laughs> – I mean, what was the score of that game? It was like four and a half to one and a half. I mean, yeah, I don't I even – I think it was nine it to was six. Like,
1: oh
0: my! That was a painful loss. Like I feel like I won in spirit, but you can't cash a, a bet in spirit. Um, so I, I, I nailed – I was right on Texas. Like, hey, maybe Texas is just good. And I, I got a minus nine over Oklahoma. They won by fifty, so like that was good. But overall, two and three for me a week ago. That drops me to twelve and eighteen on on the year. So I just need to string together three or four weeks of five and zero, and I'll be right back on my feet. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, how'd you do last week, Tishu, in our in our Power Five conference bets?
1: Awful. I went for I was o four and one last week uh, on conference picks, and I w- I was so mad when like. By the end of it, I just deleted them all. I write them all down on my phone as we're as we're doing them. I just erase them. So I don't even know who I had last week. I was so mad, <laughs> but it, it, that, it did not go. It did not go well.
0: That is that is. It makes me. It warms my heart. Not not that you lost, but that you deleted all the bets. I, I can't relate more. God, you're human tissue. <laughs> you're not just. You're not a robot. You're not an algorithm. You're a man. You're just a man with feelings. Who's <laughs> algorithm led you astray last week. So um, sorry about the 0 4, and one You should have ridden Quinn Ewers with me, man. That was the way to go. I know.
1: It, it was. I, I should just start listening to you on these conference picks because they are not no. not work. The, no. the, the hard part for me is with the conference picks, it's like, oh, there's some games I really like. I can give that as a best bet. And I'm like, well, I don't really like anything else in the conference. I need to give this out as the conference pick. And then, which again, last week, it wouldn't have mattered because they were awful. But on the bright side, best bets again for the third straight week went two and one, so we're, we're six and three last three weeks on best bets. So those those at least are, are cashing for people as well as the Ohio State first quarters.
0: That's right, and, and again, like the conference picks, really entertain mostly entertainment only because they're famous teams and like that's kind of thing. But but best bets, Idaho State is where t Shoe is actually going to make you the most money. Um, okay, bunch of good games this week. Four really really important games for the playoff race. Shahanjay Haraja and I broke them all down, made our picks. On the college football survivor show that I would direct you guys to Penn State, Michigan, Tennessee, Alabama, TCU, Oklahoma State, and USC, Utah, all very influential in the playoff race. So, like, that's kind of where my head was at, T Shoot. So that's where my picks are at. So my first one in the Big Ten is I'm taking Penn State plus the six and a half at Michigan. I just think this is kind of a toss-up game. I think I I like the dynamic aspect at, at quarterback for Michigan a little bit more with J.J. McCarthy than I like Sean Clifford, but I think they both have pretty good skill players. They both have pretty good defenses. I also think J.J. McCarthy is capable of making a mistake. I ended up picking Michigan, but I thought it was like a 51-49 borderline. I could have gone either way. So if I'm getting six and a half with Penn State at Michigan, I like that. So that's my Big Ten bet. How do you view that game?
1: Well, this is going to be our third head to head because my big 10 pick is Michigan. Uh, I, I had it at seven. I bet it, I bet it myself at six and a half earlier this week. Uh, it's been been kind of bouncing back and forth. Uh, so I, to be fair to the listeners, I am giving it out at seven. Uh, but if you can get a six and a half, I, I like the six and a half with Michigan. Uh, I, I project this again, all of my projections now are only based on what you've done on the field. There's no preseason baked in, uh, on-field opponent-adjusted data, I project Michigan minus 14.5. Uh, Michigan's number six wow. in my power ratings. Penn State's number 22. Uh, the Michigan offense is top five. Penn State's offense is number 37. And the Michigan defense is number 13, and Penn State's is number 20. So Michigan's better been better on both sides of the ball, even accounting for their week schedule.
0: This is very interesting. because I mean, this is such an important game in the Big Ten. It's so important to Ohio State fans. It's a big noon kickoff um at Michigan i assume a lot of ohio state fans are going to be watching that game i just i can't wait tshu to see like who the who the best challenger is yeah to ohio I'm, state
1: yeah i'm i'm very excited and something you said uh regarding why you're backing penn state i actually agree with and does like would be you know cuz when it, when i'm making a pick or a bet i'm like okay how could this lose what is the way that this loses and i think the way this pick loses is if J.J. McCarthy just gets out over his skis and tries to make too much happen and Penn State makes him pay for it. And I mean, that's that is certainly within the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah, um, I hope it's good. I hope they both play well. It'll be good for the league. And It'll be interesting for Ohio State if that's the case. Okay, so great head to head. Just that's great for me. Fantastic. Great. Wait, what a way to start. Great. The guy who who spends hours devising new algorithms of how to bet. And me, I don't know, Penn State. Okay, I'm going to get over it. Let's do this real quick. This is a a game that certainly affects the playoff race, but only if Clemson loses. One of these things, again, I'm just making obvious picks. Clemson's only minus three and a half at Florida State. I just think, again, this was one of my big bets on the college football survivor show in the preseason, I think. Um, it was over ten and a half wins for Clemson. I just, I just kind of counted Clemson as regular old Clemson, not like Clemson who lost two coordinators and had questions at quarterback. I just thought they'd get back to being themselves. So I know Florida state's been okay this year, but if Clemson's Clemson and I know they've played a bunch of close games, if, if Clemson's Clemson, then I think they should win by more than three and a half at Florida state. So I'll take, I'll take the Tigers minus three and a half here. And your pick is Florida state plus three and a half. Is that correct? <laughs>
1: No, my, my number would actually uh, agree with you there. My my number on that game is Clemson minus four and a half. So uh, would would support your pick there. Uh, my ACC pick of the week, and I this is one that I debated on making a best bet. But again, because of just the, the conference nature of it, I'm going to give it as my ACC pick. And that's Duke plus seven. Uh, I project Duke minus two and a half here. I project them as a favorite. I think they've... Their metrics are are much wow. better than than north carolina's uh, i I just think what what's made this line seven is the preseason projection that odds makers are still using so hopefully this is where we can can find an edge here these teams honestly are are pretty even so if i'm going to get a touchdown i I'm, I'm definitely going to take the points here and one one metric that really stuck out to me was the North Carolina defense is number one fifteen in the country in opponent adjusted uh, opponent adjusted defense, so they just cannot stop anybody. And I think that's going to allow Duke to, to hang around here and make this make this um, you know one possession game. Who's got the ball last? And in that scenario, I'll I'll take the the seven points with Duke.
0: Okay. Big Twelve, Oklahoma State, TCU, two undefeated teams. Shahan and I talked this out. I was tempted to take tcu in this game to win but um shahan kind of had real questions about tcu defensively i think and sort of talked me into oklahoma state and oklahoma state's getting three and a half as the road team here so again i do think it's close enough i'll take the three and a half and that's my bet for the big 12 oklahoma state plus three and a half against tcu what do you think of that game
1: Yeah, I like that. I I projected basically a toss-up like TCU minus one and a half. So definitely if you can get over a field goal here with Oklahoma State, I would support that. My Big 12 pick of the week, and this is one I've already bet uh, earlier this week as well, and actually I got a bad number on this. I bet it Monday. I bet Kansas plus seven. It's now Kansas plus eight and a half or nine, depending on where you look. Uh, Against Oklahoma. This is the reputation uh, bowl. Yes, against against Oklahoma, Kansas's quarterback is out, which I think is what drove this line two points. And th- and that's fine if you think if you think he's worth two points to the spread, that that's fine. On the field, I project Kansas minus five and a half. So regardless, no matter how good you think Jalen Daniels is, he's not worth two touchdowns to the spread. So I'm I'm definitely going to take Kansas plus the points here. If this gets to ten, either pregame or I'll be watching it live. Uh, if I can get Kansas plus ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this again. Nobody is is playing worse football right now, I don't think, among you know what we consider contenders at one point than Oklahoma. They're kind of in a free fall. They didn't have their quarterback last week against Texas, so I'm not gonna put a ton of stock into that. But you have to take something from it because again, they lost 49 nothing, and and Dylan Gabriel is not worth 49 points. So uh, I, I'm gonna take Kansas plus the, the eight and a half here.
0: And listen, if Jalen Daniels doesn't play, Jason Bean, their backup, started like fifteen or sixteen games in his career. He was a starter for basically the previous two seasons, and when he came in last week, they scored twenty-eight points in the first in the second half with Jason Bean at Kansas. So, like Kansas, as as important as their quarterback has been to them, like they kind of did, they they were more functional with the backup in the second half against TCU last week. So, I, I think this is a really good, uh, really good bet by you. Pack twelve. I, you and I, I think we've so, we've talked a lot about USC. We've talked a lot. They're so big, and they, they lead the nation in turnover margin by a gazillion. I think they it, it might be plus fourteen on the year. I think it's yep. fifteen to one. Um, it's it's. I think nobody else in the country is more than plus nine. It's amazing. I just always think, yes, you can have a tendencies toward that, but I just think so much of that especially getting turnovers. Sometimes if you're loose with the ball, giving it up, that can be a, a culture thing or a, a way a team plays. Getting turnovers, a lot of it is luck. And they're going on the road to Utah. Utah has already lost twice. USC, I think, could have lost twice. So USC comes in undefeated. Utah comes in with with two losses to UCLA and Florida, I think you could easily flip those records. Utah is favored by three and a half in this game. I almost feel like the line is trying to get you to take USC. But I just still have doubts about USC, and I think Utah can kind of let it all hang out because their playoff hopes are gone, and they, you know, now they're just worrying about beating USC. I'm going to take Utah minus three and a half in this game, even though it almost feels a little bit weird that, like, wow, Utah... Utah's really favored by that much. What do you think of that game?
1: This is one game that I'm kind of uncomfortable with as far as the side goes, because I think you're right. So Utah being favored just kind of shows the odds maker's hand, in my opinion, that they are still putting a lot of weight into preseason projection. Um, Because on the field, even though USC's been lucky, and again, like so we have to factor that in. Their metrics obviously can't tell us that they're lucky. So their metrics look really good. Uh, I project that basically a toss-up. I projected Utah minus a half a point, but everything that I know about reading a betting market tells me that Utah is the side here. So I'm not going to make a play on the side. Um, if I had to make a play, and I, I actually am uh, betting this, I'm betting the under 65. Mm. I projected it. I projected at 55. And if you look the last two, like the really good games that that USC's played so far against uh, Oregon State and Washington State, they've averaged 37 and a half total points in those in those games, like both teams combined to, to average 37 and a half points. So I like the under in that game if I had to make a play, but that that's not my my Pac-12 uh, pick this week. My my I Pac-12, do like
0: that under though. Like you said, that USC Oregon State game USC had to score a touchdown in the final five minutes to win 17 14. And I think you you know and Utah's biggest issue is that their best skill guy, um, Keithy, their tight end, is out for the year. So like that, that's that's 60, what was it? 65? That yep. feels super high. I love that under tissue. Love it. Okay. Go ahead with your pack 12 pick.
1: Okay, my pack 12 pick, this is this is becoming old faithful at this point. Washington State plus three and a half. I just, I know they didn't cover against USC last week. They were like right there all game, and then, you know, it just didn't kind of bounce their way late in that game, and that's, and they ended up not covering barely. Uh, So I still think the market is a little lower on Washington State than I am. Uh, I project them as a six point favorite uh, in this game against Oregon State. Washington State's ranked 31st uh, in my power ratings, Oregon State's 68th. So, I mean, that big of a gap, and I'm getting three and a half points with that team, that, that just seems like a no-brainer to me.
0: Who knew? Who knew that Washington State, Oregon State would be such like a good, interesting game this year? Congratulations to uh to those guys. Um, All right, SEC, I picked Bama to lose, so I'm taking Tennessee plus seven. Is it crazy that I picked Bama to lose this week? I just don't. I have questions about their offense. I don't know if Bryce Young's going to be close to 100%, and I think Tennessee's going to be able to score a little bit. So... At home, it might be crazy. Could be setting yourselves up for a fall, but I'll take Tennessee with the touchdown. Am I nuts?
1: No, not not at all. Um, I I project that game Bama minus uh, two and a half. I think, and that you know, and that's that does factor in the A and M game that Bryce Young didn't play. So you know, you can can adjust that as you will. But again, like you said, I don't. I do think Bryce Young will will play. I don't know, you know, how healthy he's going to be, and I think Tennessee. Tennessee is very good. I mean, I've got, I've got Tennessee power rated number four in the country. I mean, they're behind the Big Three, and they're only point seven points behind Georgia for number three. So, I mean, they are the metrics love them. I, I think that's a great pick. I honestly, the only reason I haven't bet that is because because Bryce Young hasn't been confirmed as the starter. The market's sitting at seven, but I think once. Ward gets out, you know. Later this week, that Bryce Young is going to play. Every average better in the world is going to, you know, get on their phone and bet Bama minus seven, and it's going to push that. If I can get a Tennessee plus ten, either pregame or live, I'm, I'm going to take that because there's no way Bama's ten points better. You know, last week we talked about angry Saban, and how often do we get a chance to bet on Alabama? And they looked awful last week. This is another one of those spots where. Historically, I, I would be like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take Bama in this spot," but they just have not been impressive, even with Bryce Young in the lineup. So, I, I think that's a great pick. I'm, I, Tennessee is definitely the team I'm looking to back in that game if I can get, uh, get ten or better there.
0: All right, what's your SEC pick?
1: My SEC pick, I am going to fade one of the big three here, and I'm going to take Vanderbilt plus thirty-eight against Georgia uh georgia is just like classic at this point in the year odds makers have because georgia has underwhelmed relative to expectation odds makers i don't think have caught up to georgia uh i project this game at 28 you know using just this year's data so 10 points of value here all the bets uh all the public bets are on georgia they're getting like 75 percent um of the bets right now but most of the money is on vanderbilt so you know that 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 doesn't put me on or off of a side necessarily, but it's it is something I consider, uh, and the fact that my number lines up with that, I, I think that tells a good story. So I'm going to take Vanderbilt plus the 38 against Georgia.
0: Hey, listen, man, if Kent State can do it, Vanderbilt can do it. So um, I mean, and this is possible again. Like Georgia could dominate this game and win 34 to three. You know, like that. That's it. It it doesn't even have to be that that Vanderbilt's competitive at all. It's just that, I don't know, man. Stetson Bennett's come back to earth a little bit. Sometimes, I mean, if a a team like this, a a Georgia domination, they might not even score 38 points themselves. So um, those are our bets for the Power Five conferences. I I do just want to tell you guys this. If you're listening to this podcast, you at least have like a little bit of interest in betting maybe, or maybe, again, I actually like listening to gambling podcasts just to think about the game this way. So I don't want to assume that everybody listening to this actually wants to bet. But if you do, we're trying to like help people who are interested, maybe get prepared a little bit for when it's legal in Ohio starting January 1st. And it certainly is legal in so many other states. And I know a bunch of you guys are listening in other states uh, around the nation because you're fans of Ohio State football. We have a site, cleveland.com backslash betting, B-E-T-T-I-N-G. Well, we just have a lot of information on this stuff. And you can sign up there um, for different betting websites. And if you sign up through us, it helps us. So if this is something that you're thinking about, hey, you know what, I might think this is fun, or I haven't ever done this before, but I might be interested in this. Rather than like going directly to a site, if you go to cleveland.com slash betting, And maybe poke around there. Maybe figure out, hey, maybe I want to sign up at this place or that place. If you sort of sign up through one of our links, like it helps keep us in business. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe you're interested in that. Maybe you're not. I I do know there's so many loyal Buckeye Talk listeners. And sometimes you wonder, hey, how can I support you guys? How can I help? This would actually be one of those ways. Don't do it if you're not interested, right? Don't start betting money to support Buckeye Talk. But if you think you might do it anyway... Cleveland.com slash betting. If you like what T Shoe's telling you, if you feel like you're learning about this a little bit, um, let us sort of maybe like be your portal to that. And again, you know, there's just some information there. You can learn more about it. You can read stuff about different games. Cleveland.com slash betting. When we come back, getting in the weeds with T Shoe. Doug and Tyler Shoemaker back. We do three best bets here, and we do an upset pick of the week. Where do you want to start, T-Shoe? Upsets or best bets? Um,
1: we'll start with the upset. Uh, we've already already kind of talked about this. Uh, this, is, this is again one that I'm I'm betting the spread, and I also like like the upset, and that's Kansas getting uh, plus two hundred and sixty odds. So you know, better than two to one. I. I just think they've been better than Oklahoma on, on the field, like I said. I mean, my my projection on that game is Kansas minus five and a half. So even if you want to make a manual adjustment for the quarterback, which in my opinion is a couple points at most, you still have Kansas as as the favorite. And if you're gonna give me plus two sixty odds on that, uh that's that's worth a bet.
0: It is just weird, right? This really just does feel like lingering from the preseason. Like Oklahoma's kind of a mess right now. Like all the good players left with Lincoln Riley, Brent Venables brought in a bunch of transfers. It's not really happening. And Kansas is a well-coached team, and it is happening. So it's just it's odd. And again, Tishu, I I dealt with this earlier in the year. I deal with it all the time. I don't trust myself. I think I'm out thinking myself. Well, if it's too good to be true. There's a part of you that looks at this and is like, well, my gosh, Kansas has clearly been a better football team this season than Oklahoma. If Kansas is somehow like this big of an underdog, I better not bet it because I'm missing something. But you're just here to remind people you're not missing anything. Feel free to bet the play on the field in a game like this.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I, I think you're spot on. I think this is a game where, I mean, there's a, I've heard a lot of sharp guys that I respect say they're taking Oklahoma here, and it's like I've almost had to like make myself break this line of thinking that like you have to be super sharp and like, you have to always outthink everybody else. And sometimes it really, really is just as simple as what have they done on the field and Kansas's preseason projection. I mean, you look at any, you know, SP plus or anything like that and their preseason projection, they're in the you know seventies, eighties or nineties in the country. So they, those type of models, which is what odds makers essentially are using. Um, and what, you know, I use to a degree, they're still using those projections. So they, they haven't caught up to Kansas, but I, I cut out, you know, all the preseason. So I'm only using on the field and, and the on the field data says Kansas should, should win this game.
0: Again, this is a team they're over under preseason. Win total was two and a half. That's what people thought of them. Yep. And now they they're five and one and they've been competitive in every game. So like, I, I, th- I think again, don't outthink yourself here. I think this is, this is as good of an upset pick as you've given us the whole year. I think, um, this is a good one. Best bet number one, Tishu. What you got?
1: We're gonna go Buffalo UMass over forty six and a half. Uh, getting That's, getting I just getting about love a... it.
0: god Buffalo <laughs> UMass. Could, where, where else, can, could you, we where else make can you get UMass,
1: UMass bets? You know, <laughs> we, we, i mean, I'll ju- just wait. Were... I, I'm saving. I'm saving my my third one. You're, you're gonna love. You're gonna love it.
0: Oh my God. I just, it's like, uh, Lehigh Bowden. Let me tell you why I think, oh, I just, I can't, I can't get Patriot League football. Okay. UMass Buffalo. It's just, is there Khalil Mack? Is there a new Khalil Mack at Buffalo? I'm sorry. I get so excited with these picks. We actually have, <laughs> so we have a network, uh, of, of websites and newspapers that are kind of all under the same company of ours. We have papers and websites in Michigan and Alabama and Oregon. We actually have one, um, in massachusetts that covers umass football so like i feel like i want to just like send this straight into their veins wait till you hear this pick on (laughs) umass buffalo uh what was the pick again umass to win no what is it (laughs) umass buffalo over 46 and a half
1: uh i I projected at 53 and a half so we're getting a touchdown of value here umass is 122nd in the country in opponent adjusted defense Buffalo's 82nd in opponent adjusted defense. So we got two terrible defenses and Buffalo's top 10 in the country in pace. So they're not a great team but they play super fast against a really bad defense. So to me and with a, a pretty low total at 46 and a half, so uh, that that's a good recipe for an over in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I could see that t-shirt like we we don't play well but at least we do it quickly. Buffalo football. <laughs> right like it's just but again that like kind of like th- that kind of stuff like a tempo stat within something like that this is why that we're in the weeds here we're talking about two bad defenses and an up tempo offense and the the numbers only 46 and a half uh, this is like you we miss, go, go buy a go buy a vacation house off this one tissue this feels like a lock I love this Buffalo. This is why we do this. Oh, I'm going to be paying so much attention to this. I'm going to act like I'm fired up for Michigan Penn State this weekend, but I'm really just concerned with Buffalo UMass because this is you're going to nail this one. Okay, what's best bet number two?
1: Uh, best bet number two. Uh, we already already kind of touched on it earlier as well. Uh, USC Utah under 65. Again, I, I projected at 55. All of USC's you know uh, biggest games have been super low scoring. Actually, the the public perception here of USC is that they're this like high flying offense with a terrible defense, and the metrics don't actually support that. Both of these defenses rank in the top thirty in a uh, opponent adjusted efficiency, and neither offense is in the top ten. Uh, and both of these teams are in the seventies in terms of pace. So you got a high total, slow pace, uh, top thirty defenses. Uh, I like it for an under. <sighs>
0: I think you're going three and zero this week. I know you've been doing well in the best bets. I don't even know what the third one is. I'm just feeling good vibes here. What's the third best bet? Oh, no, just
1: wait, just wait. You're going to blow your top here in a second. Just wait.
0: I, is it? <laughs> does it have? Is it something? A and T? Is it something? Is it like a liberal arts college with like only four hundred students? I can't wait. What is this?
1: Best bet number three. Rice plus four.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Seriously, we're going to we have to go. We're going to get a van and we're just going to drive to Houston and tour Rice's campus. Um Rice plus 4 versus who? Uh
1: Florida Atlantic.
0: Florida Atlantic. Okay. What what do you like about the Owls this week, Tishu? So
1: so I, I wrote uh so I've, I've already got my article for for Friday published And uh in it I said by now if you've been following us you know I'm a Rice Owl stan, <laughs> so that I I, I got to get some Rice some Rice Owls gear. Like I, I'm just gonna take my winnings from from all the money we've made off of them this season and and buy some gear because they they deserve it. Uh, so I like this game because uh, I project Rice as a favorite again. Rice is one of those teams. Their season win total coming in coming into the season was three and a half. So there was no expectation they were, you know, bottom bottom ten uh, by some uh, some models preseason but they've played really well so I don't think the market's really caught up here I project them as a three-point favorite Rice is actually top 50 in opponent adjusted offense Florida Atlantic's outside the top 100 and both defenses are outside the top 90 you know as, as we talked about before with the Rice overs Rice's defense is bad but so is Florida Atlantic's and Florida Atlantic's offense is even worse so I, I'm going to take uh, Rice plus the four and I, I think they're going to win the game
0: I don't know if this helps or not but i ate at pf chang's tonight and i had some rice so i'm trying i'm we're, we're pulling this all together tissue it was meant right? to be it was meant to be um i love it god this seriously this is like the fourth time maybe that rice has been one of the best <laughs> bets is that right
1: yeah I, i'm pretty at least the third if not the fourth yeah yeah we've i've shown I'm, rice a lot a lot of love here and you know what they've loved us back yeah <laughs>
0: Again I would buy I would buy I would buy that shirt. Uh Rice has loved us back, betting the Buckeyes. Okay. Um do you have any tidbits, any advice for us this week other than bet Rice? <laughs> yeah. Bet on Rice. Yeah. Like, just find a team. Find one team that you can love and be an expert on that nobody else in the world cares about. And that is the bet for that is the tidbit for this week. Um what <laughs> You love rice so much. I can't believe how much we talk about rice. You love rice. Do you I really like do. Rice? Do you do you Do you eat rice on a regular – I mean how much do you eat rice? I, you eat I Once a I week, don't, do you eat rice? I won't say I eat it a lot, but I, I do like it. It is kind of anti-carb sometimes because sometimes yeah. like, if you get the rice. You get the Chinese food with the rice, and frankly, if you just eat it without the rice – it kind of tastes just as good and you're not getting I do. Like the empty carbs. So
1: yeah, I, I do love like, like joy of Tokyo or something. Get, get a nice chicken bowl with, with the fried rice that I will, I will kill that for sure.
0: That's what you should do next at the end of the season. Like when, again, when you've won thousands upon thousands of dollars, I just want a photo of you like in a, in a rice owl shirt, eating a big bowl <laughs> from uh, Tokyo house with a thumbs up loving rice right now. Um, What's your, what's your betting tip of the week tissue?
1: So I I was really racking my brain because I feel like I've kind of unloaded quite a bit of information in this segment here this year. So I kind of put out a call on Twitter and I got a pretty good question that I get quite a bit. And that's someone asked me, you know, when I'm looking at my projections, how big of a difference do I need to see, you know, from my projection to what the line is before I consider making a play? And I thought that was a really good question because. I've had several people ask like, well, why are you not betting this game? Because there's eight points of value, but you're betting this one and there's only two and a half points of value. And so I want people to under to understand this concept that, you know, I never bet against my number. So every play I make, like the number has to agree with, but that's not the only thing I'm looking at. Uh, and the perfect example of this was the Ohio State-Michigan game last year where Ohio State's favored by seven everybody and their brother was betting Ohio state, but then you see the line drop to Ohio state minus six and a half. And when I saw that and I had already placed the biggest bet of my life, like my stomach was like in knots because I just knew what that meant. Uh, I had, I had just misread, misread the market. And obviously we, we know what happened there. So being able to to read the market is a really important skill uh, that, you know, that you kind of acquire over time and, if you're, so if you're just new to betting or if you've been betting for a while, but you didn't really consider this, you know, perspective of it, that's what I'm here for. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter, uh, at BuckeyeTie23. And I'm always, you know, you can just a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago, the Michigan Maryland game was a good example where my number really liked Michigan in that game, but in evaluating the market, I tweeted out like, ah, man I wanted to make a Michigan minus 16 and a half play against Maryland but the market's telling me that that's not the way to go so I'm going to stay away and then and then Maryland ended up ended up covering that that game and only lost by 7 so being able to read the market uh is is equally as important as coming up with a good projection so I like to have the projection obviously agree with it but then I want to be able to read the market and feel feel comfortable with with my pick also
0: so to, to just to clarify again sometimes like with with your numbers you're liking something early in the week and you're making a Monday bet because like, hey, my numbers are telling me this and like this line is way different from my numbers and I want to get this in before the line moves. But then you're also evaluating some bets for pretty late in the week. And by reading the market, you mean the line moving a certain direction and perhaps the line moving maybe against what your instinct is and being aware that, hey, there's maybe some big money or some sharp money Pushing this a certain direction, I I should take that into account. Is that what you mean by reading the market?
1: Yeah. So th- yeah. Th- thanks for clarifying. So when I when I say reading the market, yeah, I'm I'm referring to the li- the line movement, but not just the line movement. The line movement in relation to the percent of bets and percent of money that are on a given a given side. So again, in that in the Ohio State Michigan example, all of the bets were on Ohio State. But then the line moves in favor of Michigan, so it was like, oh man, like so that that is kind of a giveaway that there is sharp money on on one side or another. Now it's not foolproof. Like obviously, if that was the case, I'd win all the time. That's not the case. Being on the sharp side doesn't always mean you're on the winning side. But over the long the long term, if you're on the sharp side, if you have a sharp way of of thinking about it, and you're you know we're using my numbers or or. Any numbers, like like I pointed out a few weeks ago in my betting tip, having a number and we're reading reading the market, in the long run, you're, you're probably going to be uh, better off than you would be otherwise.
0: And I was surprised. Sometimes you talk about things and I'm like, well, I can't. How would anyone get that information? There's a lot of betting sites now. When you just go to click on a game to look at the number, it's telling you right there like on a, on a website that's available to everybody what percentage of bets or how much money or are, are bet on each side of the things. This is, this is money. This is information in terms of, um, number of bets, amount of money on a certain side that is available to the general public. If you go to the right side, is that correct?
1: Yep. That's, that's a good point as well. So the two, the two sites that I look at, because if you're just following one book, so like for instance, I follow a guy that works at bet MGM and he'll post the, the percentages that bet MGM specifically has taken. And sometimes those don't necessarily match up with like what the consensus is. And I want more of a consensus because, you know, if he's working at the bet MGM in Vegas, like that's not necessarily representative of what everybody's betting. So, uh, action network app, uh, you have to pay, you have to have a sub- subscription to get the the money percentages. They give you the bet percentages for free, but if you go to scores you can get the bet percentages and the money percentages for free. Uh, it's not quite as real time as the Action Network is because I think the Action Network uses like an API or something on the back end that it's like real time updating. But scores and odds, you know, it may be a five or ten minute delay, but but it gets there and it's free, and that's a really good resource to use also uh, to get this information. And again, I'm all, I'm always scouring this stuff too uh, and and tweeting it out, so you know. The combination of going to these websites yourself and, and following me, uh, you should be you should be in good shape.
0: I like it. Let T Shoe do some of the work for you. Um, if you're if you're thinking about this stuff again, if you're thinking about dipping your toe, Cleveland.com slash betting. If you get signed up through there, it just helps us out. It helps us be able to do this podcast and everything else that we do at Cleveland.com and with Buckeye Talk. And then I'm a learning. I am a learning stuff. It doesn't make me a better better, but at least I'm understanding more while I'm losing. Also a great t-shirt that we could make for betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Talk. <laughs> uh, tissue- shoe uh, always, uh, uh, always a pleasure as usual, and uh, hopefully you will not be uh, erasing your bets um, immediately after the games this week. I think a big week's coming for you, brother.
1: Well, I, I hope so. And, you know, to to put a spin on an Urban Meyer quote, the best thing about going zero and four is that you can't get any worse.
0: <laughs> God, we just really the T-shirt slogans today. We we can't yeah. keep track of how many there are. Um, but by the, by the end of the year, we will all be wearing rice owls t-shirts. The bookstore is going to be like, my gosh, why is this? There's a huge order coming from Ohio and South Carolina. What's happening? Um, All right. Thanks to you guys for listening. This is our only Friday pod this week because there's not a game preview pod with me and Nathan and Steven because there's no game. But we will have a Saturday pod for Buckeye Talk. Nathan, Steven, and I went through and re-ranked, with the help of our tech subscribers, re-ranked the 25 best players on Ohio State's team right now. We had done it in the preseason. We redid it. We had some people who were outside of the top 25 move into the top 25. We had some guys fall by double-digit spots. We had some guys rise up by double-digit spots. I think it's an interesting look at what has been the same as expected for this Ohio State season and where things with individual players have, have gone very differently. So that'll be the Saturday pod to get you through this weekend. Enjoy all the games this week. Follow Tyler Shoemaker. Again, you're giving out great info, T. Shoe. What's the Twitter handle? At BuckeyeTie23. At Buckeye Tie 23. For now, for Tyler Shoemaker, I'm Doug Lay Maurice, and that was Betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Tie.